0: went way out into this wilderness to find. Leaving our country, kindred, our fathers' houses. For what? For the kingdom of God. Let us pray.
1: Welcome to Movies Charles Hasn't Seen, episode 43. My name is Crossman. I'm Wilson. And I'm Charles. And this week we watched the 2015 movie The Witch, spelled (laughs) V-V-I-T-C-H. So Charles, tell us about The Witch. The Witch.
2: In The Witch, a family in 1600s New England gets banished from their town and they have to start a farm out in the woods. And they start being attacked by a local witch, because I guess there's always a local witch. Logo witch. Um, witch, and they start getting killed off one by one, and they start going insane and like suspecting each other and all that. And in the end, everybody gets killed except the eldest daughter, and she talks to their goat, who they've suspected is a representative of the devil, and it turns out he is. <laughs> and then she decides to sign the devil's book and become a witch. So she goes off into the woods and floats into the sky.
0: Yep, and then the movie ends.
2: Yep.
1: Wilson, this is your pick, and it's the most recent film that we've done at this point. Yeah. I think it's listed as 2015, but I don't think most people actually saw it until 2016.
0: That's what I saw it January of 2016, I remember. Um, But it made a lot of the festival circuit, like this was a big festival darling um, before it was open to the public. So it really was shown in very limited screenings for about almost a year before it came out.
1: Yeah, a lot of folk. the indie theaters were showing it in New York, um, but I doubt most people had a chance to see it in the theater. No, almost certainly not. Yeah, I, I
0: saw this at an AMC, though, so there were oh. some large theaters yeah. that screened it.
1: I saw it at the night arc, but
0: Oh, did you? Oh, OK. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, this is almost certainly our most recent film. It is more a 2016 movie than it is a 2015 movie for most people, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it, I, there's a lot of reasons I picked this movie. One, I like it a lot. Like, I just think this is a really interesting movie. I think it is doing something within the genre that we haven't seen uh, before this very much, uh, especially in a way that was giving a lot of praise, Which was, and this movie got a lot of praise. Um, I think it is a dynamite introduction to Anya Taylor-Joy, who I think is going to continue to make really great films. I thought she was fantastic here um, and will continue to be fantastic. Um, I also think that this is essentially the type of movie that they were asking for at the end of Cabin in the Woods. Right. Like I think this is a good follow-up and continues the curriculum or concludes the curriculum that we've kind of put forward this month um, in that this is an example of how horror can and should be progressing past what it had been doing for the first many decades of its life um, and we see just a new approach to the genre here um, that is interested in other ideas and inter- or interested in presenting old ideas in, in a fresh way. Um, so in that sense, I think that it's uh important and relevant to what we've been talking about here on the show for the past few weeks um and also because the goat's really cool that black (laughs) philip goat has has got it um so what did you think about this one charles i i I think that there i I was very apprehensive picking it because i'm think i have some idea of what crossman's perspective on this is and i can understand people not being that into this movie so how did you feel about it
2: yeah i did not like this one okay that's Um, what i thought (laughs) it, it didn't grab me And it just ended up never grabbing me. And I feel like for a movie like this to succeed, it has to because I have to like be absorbed in what's actually happening on screen. I have to be absorbed in what's happening to the characters. And I just always felt this layer of distance between me and the movie for some reason. And I just never was, I was never really engulfed in it. And- Was it the language? Yeah, I was going to get there. That's definitely part of it. Um, But yeah, I feel like for a movie like this to be successful, like it's very atmospheric and slow, right? So you need to be kind of surrounded by it mentally. Mm -hmm. Um, That's how I would describe it, I guess. I just never got to that point. Um, But yeah, part of it was the language uh, from, it might as well have been been a foreign film for me. I had to turn on the subtitles because their accents were so hard to interpret. But on top of that, um 90 of the language was like all
0: this religious talk it's very archaic
2: yeah, yeah and like you know it had the old english um vocabulary combined with a lot of the religious um like terms i mm-hmm. guess um that i'm not very well versed in or familiar with just because i wasn't raised on that sort of thing. I learned a little bit of it here and there, but it's not, it's not internalized to the degree where I can just hear and immediately understand what it's supposed to mean all the time. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so that made like understanding what was going on a little more difficult, and that certainly added an extra barrier to what was going on. Um, the setting and look of the movie felt very, well, I mean, it's intentionally drab, but it just felt kind of boring. Um, it reminded me of uh, Assassination of Jesse James uh, where sure. I can tell the cinematography is beautiful but the subject itself is so boring that I don't care how beautiful the cinematography is, it just looks really boring um, so even like good cinematography wouldn't really save that it doesn't help that the movie had this kind of very grey, like the stark grey look to it um, something about the camera quality reminded me of like a premium TV show um from like recent times. Yeah, I
0: mean Um, well, it was shot very recently, so. Yeah,
2: well it reminded me more of one of the recent big TV shows um, rather than what I would expect from a movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see, people probably really liked the music um, because it's got that kind of chilling feel to it, but for some reason when I was watching, it felt like the music didn't belong. It felt like it was just tacked on. yeah, so these are the immediate reasons that I could put
0: together that I just couldn't get into the movie. Okay, I'm, I'm anticipating an echo here at Crossman, but what, how do you feel about The Witch?
1: I, I never like hated the movie when I first saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I wasn't as into it as I was into It Follows. I think It Follows is like like, a, a far superior film. Um, this time around, I didn't find the movie scary at all. The first time I watched it, I was like pretty creeped out. Yeah,
0: it's it's another one of those that's more creepy than scary right
1: yeah Yeah. the only thing that like made me jump was there's a scene when the the brother kind of gets um taken by the witch yeah and the hand comes out he's (laughs) kissed by the witch and then there's this like old woman hand that like grabs him and it's like very (laughs) freaky. um I actually I didn't mind it this time um but it is like watching Shakespeare yes and if you're it's hard to get into the tempo of that, and if you're not ready for that, it's challenging.
0: Yeah, it's... A, it's. A, I think... I, I mean, I liked it a lot the first time I saw it. I liked yeah. it more this time, and it might be because I was able to... I was more prepared and able mm-hmm. to parse the language. Yeah. I yeah. felt like, like I was constantly
2: around. falling behind. Like, I would spend time trying to parse... What a character
0: had just said, and that means I'm losing what they
2: say next.
0: Yeah, and yeah. I mean, and only some of it's important, and they repeat what they mean a lot, and so much of it is in the performances that even if you do miss it, like you can, I think, follow the the mood and the tempo of the scene yeah. uh, in a lot of situations. But there are there are beats that. Are like in the middle of dense language that if you miss, it's going to be relatively important that you missed that.
1: Yeah, I also watch those subtitles, and that made it a lot easier. Okay, I didn't like I didn't significantly easier. Um, yeah. But it's beautifully shot. Uh, it's it's very well made. Um, I just checked IMDb. I'm surprised to find that the director is not working anything on anything right now. Is which... he doing *Nasrattu*? Um, if he is, it's not listed on IMDb, oh, okay. and IMDb is usually pretty yes, completionist. on top. Of it. Um, so I don't know if that's changed or if it's just so pre-production that hmm. we don't know. Because um, this feels like the kind of film that would get the director onto his next bigger. Big picture project.
0: I'm seeing NASFEROTU on IMDB here, it just has question mark, question mark, question mark by the year. So. (laughs) Okay. Um, So So
1: yeah, they're in like pre, pre pre-production. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, and this movie had a famously long production cycle because of all the research.
1: Yeah. This Mm -hmm, looks like a passion project more than. Yeah, definitely. Anything. Because he wrote and directed it. Yeah. Um, I liked it more this time around because I decided that I just like hated all the characters except the. Thomason's the best. Except Thomason. Yeah. And when you watch it, if you're on the side of Thomason and you feel that the other characters, even the other children in the film, sort of deserve what they get, (laughs) then it's a much more like satisfying watch. So the parents in particular are like quite awful. Especially the Um, dad. But yeah. And the twins are freaky. Yeah. And then the brother's, like, kind of a, a creepy perv. And <laughs> so, like, if, if you sort of, like, are on the side, that like, it's okay that they, like, get punished, then the film actually, like, works a lot better. So you're saying
0: she made the right choice at the end?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, Those I, guys. I mean, there's a lot of reasons for that. Yes. Because um, she lives in, like... And one of the things that the film gets across, like, the film doesn't even need to be a horror film to show that their lives are completely horrific. Like, I mean, it's almost a period piece in a lot of ways. Yeah. And if you lived in the, like, it's no surprise that they live in this, like, very oppressive religion because, like, what they're experiencing in their lives is incredibly oppressive. Just like the elements, they have no... Med- they have to, there's no real medicine. Right, they have to make sense yeah. of it somehow. Yeah, they're on the verge of starvation. Yeah. Uh, they, you know, there's no... They have technology, but it's not, like, effective um yeah. and so all they really have is each other and they're awful to each other so <laughs> yes I, think yeah. I
2: literally wrote yeah. in my notebook yeah. the true horror of this film is this
0: lifestyle
1: yes That's it is well and, and, and it, it gets that across like very well right that is definitely yeah.
0: one of the main yeah. ideas here and the, and that the dad was like too puritanical for the puritans <laughs> like yes he didn't get kicked out of just like a conventional you know society he got t- kicked out of like the Puritan society. This is eighteen th- or this is sixteen thirty. So like the people that were settling in America were like the very conservative, very religious Christians mm-hmm. that are leaving
1: England because yeah, they have their own brand of like Christianity that's like very, very specific, and yeah, very strict. specific, yeah,
0: specific and strict. So like yeah. they're Calvinists, and this guy was like too specific and strict for them, and got kicked out. <laughs> yeah, right. So like he, he's. Yeah, a, I missed it. That that's why he got kicked out. He, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like he was going too far. For them and yeah then, and that was
1: much clearer the second watch because they start the film and he's like berating the board that is yeah. like there the council that's like kicking the fa- ready to kick yeah. the family out and they give them the option to stay right he and says, he's like no f no, you we're, we're not like the
0: gospel closely enough. yeah yeah he accuses <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: them of like being heretics and then leaves and, and they're like Fine. yeah
0: get out of here um all so right. yeah, like that And they're happy
1: with that decision. The next scene that they show is the parents smiling yep. as they're on the cart, like leaving the
2: uh... it was like a weird like travel ad.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah.
0: Um it it didn't pan out for them. But uh yeah, like so the the reason they left in the first place is because they were too conservative. Like that's what got them kicked out of town. Um so yeah, this this is just taking all of this to a, an extreme. Um but yeah, you're absolutely right that Thomason is the, the way.
1: If you almost watch it as, like, a revenge film for Thomason, like, it, it's much more, like, watchable.
0: Yeah. Uh, Robert Eggers gave yeah. a lot of reviews um, in anticipation of this movie and then after it came out. And one of the, I read a few of them, but one of the ones that I read, he talked about how his original concept for this story was about how it would, fo- it would be more of an ensemble piece. Right, and would focus on, he'd have different sections focusing on each member of the family and what their sin is and, like, what it is that drives them.
1: So it's seven. To,
0: right, yeah, <laughs> and, and what it is that drives them to whatever they're driven to. Um, and as he wrote it and as he developed the script, he realized that it really had to be Thomason's story and it, that her being centered was not his original concept. But he, as he explored these characters and the setting and, and these concepts more deeply, he realized that if you're telling a story about a witch, in 1630s, you have to center female empowerment, and you have to center the you know young woman at, in mm-hmm. this story. Uh, so that was that was a natural. That that was that was discovered over the course of the writing process. It was not the idea coming in. Um, and I think that watching the movie, I have a trouble picturing it any other way. Like I feel like it, she really needs to be the central character. Yeah,
1: there. it'd be problematic any other way. I think. Yeah. like most films that like focus on witches. Sort of like follow this historical mm-hmm. narrative where, you know, the witch is an evil creature. Whereas we yeah. know in reality, it was like used women are by the men creatures. to <laughs> yeah. oppress women who like mm-hmm. deviate in any way. Yeah, deviate in any in any way, and allowed men to murder women because of that. Yeah, and it, and this film is kind of like it, it's empowering. Like the the witch is murdering the family and the family kind of deserves it right (laughs) except Uh, for maybe the baby but (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) definitely they didn't
2: baptize the baby so (laughs) right yeah yeah Yeah. that baby's in hell that
1: allows them that like shows their their orthodoxy yeah right but the the father like won't say whether or not the baby's in hell yeah Yeah. or not because he thinks the baby is but he Mm -hmm. just like won't tell his son right Right, yeah. I, one of the things I like
0: about this movie is that they tell you right at the beginning that the witch is a real thing, right? Like, there's no ambiguity about whether or not these people are just following fairy tales and like freaking themselves out over nothing. Yeah, like they show you at the very beginning this the creepy-looking old woman take yeah. kill this baby, bathe herself in the baby's blood, cover her broom in the baby's viscera, and like has all these crazy familiars in this cave somewhere, right? Like, there's no question that yeah. <laughs> the thing they're afraid of is real in the woods and can kill them and make their lives work, which is exactly what happens. Yeah,
2: throughout the entire movie, I kept going... I kept having this, like, what if it's all fake
0: right, and sort of question, and not. I
2: keep having to remind myself, no, they showed you the witch, it's there.
0: Right, so part of the idea um, that Eggers had with this film is that he wanted... He wanted it to be what he called a puritanical nightmare. So what a Puritan in the 1630s would have actually been afraid of. Because for for those people, the idea of a witch was not just a a metaphor, right? It was not something that you used to scare children. It was something they actually believed was real and like something that could actually happen to them. So what he is putting to film here is the actual folk, because that's the subtitle, right? A New England folktale. Mm-hmm. That he's putting to film the folktale that these settlers would have told
1: to each other. Yeah, he's acknowledging that it's like a work of fiction right at the beginning. Right, it's like this isn't real.
0: Right. The, yeah, yeah, we know it's not, obviously we know it's yeah. not real, but for the people that were contemporaries of this time, they think it's real. They think it's real. Yeah. Yeah, and like that's horrifying, right? If you genuinely believe these things, like no wonder you're miserable all the time.
1: Yeah, but again, like life is so monstrous <laughs> that, like, yeah, the. F- fact that like there's maybe a woman with like evil powers is like not outside the realm of possibility Mm -hmm. when like you have like no concept in science like at all. Right, yeah. Yeah.
0: So yeah, there's a reason that they
1: they get there. I guess they're like contemporaneous with like Isaac Newton, right? He's working (laughs) in the 1600s. Yeah. But he's like one of like you know, point oh oh one percent who have like any concept of like <laughs> right and, of and we're, science.
0: We're contemporaneous with climate yeah. change deniers, so like, yeah. people you know have a, <laughs> yeah, There's yeah. a wide berth, <laughs> yeah, but
1: they are from England too, yeah. so I would assume that they would be like aware of yeah. Um, I don't know, I don't, I don't know. know what the awareness was. Yeah, I mean,
0: they didn't have the internet to read about this stuff. <laughs> they did yeah, not. they probably didn't even know who Isaac Newton was. Yeah, yeah, you know. but um, yeah, that's the idea here is that they're actually taking these stories, um, so. When that that closing uh, title card, where it says like this is it. the dialogue and stories were lifted from actual records from New England when people first settled here, is true. He really did that. Like he was, mm-hmm. that's why it took four years to research this movie, is because he was digging up old diaries and and books and shit from the 1630s and translating that to film, lifting bits of dialogue and placing it in his characters' mouths. Um, which is, again, why the dialogue seems so antiquated and strange to us, because that's yeah. it is antiquated and strange. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's another thing I like about the movie a lot, is that yeah. it is this... It, it, he takes it so seriously, right? And he, mm-hmm. he puts so much work into it, and I think that you can see that on the screen.
1: Yeah, I think there's, like, a lot of documentation for the pilgrims. Um, mm-hmm. I've heard the, one of the women from <clears throat> This American Life wrote a book on the pilgrims. Sarah Powell? I think yeah, Bell. Yeah. She's the one who did the voice on The Incredibles of the daughter, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> she um, has a
0: very peculiar. She does, voice. and she's yeah. perfect in The Incredibles.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, she wrote this book and I think she described them as being like very, I forget what the term, but she's like they're very like chatty, like they write. Oh, okay. They write a lot. And yeah. so there's a lot like there's a lot of material from these people so. to our benefit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and, and you see it in a movie here too, right? Like yeah. these they talk a lot, right? In the movie. Like, these people just have a lot to say about, and they say it in a very verbose way, right? Like, there's a lot of words to contain ideas that don't require as many words as they use. They were kind of annoying at times.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Uh, the twins in particular, right? Yeah.
0: I was more annoyed by the
2: parents, like, always talking about God and stuff. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's kind of
0: what their life is oriented around literally all they talk about
1: (laughs) (laughs) that and starvation yeah
0: yeah (laughs) Yeah. and that fucking cup yeah Yeah. that's uh, that is what's going on there Um, and and the the, the male actor whose name is Innocent I think Robert Richard Innocent something like that
1: yeah he's amazing
0: Um, he's amazing and his voice right like he has this he does have a cool voice booming gravelly deep voice that it, it works so well for this setting he just sounds like beat down, and just also very masculine and patriarchal the whole time. Um, I, I liked his performance a
1: lot. I thought that he was effective. Yeah. Did you find the film scary, Charles?
2: Uh, there were a few parts that I thought were kind of creepy, but overall, not that much.
0: Yeah, I, I, which I think is a common read. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, his first concern here, I don't think, is to scare us in... A traditional way right like this is not about
2: well we've talked about the distinction between creepy and scary yeah. right but i, I still feel good. like creepy is what actually is scary rather than just giving you a short lived adrenaline rush which is what a lot of modern horror films do <laughs> with jump scares and stuff right the creepy is what really lingers with you yeah. and that's what i find really scary and this movie did have some of that and i can see why it would be disturbing to some people because uh, there were like genuinely disturbing scenes like when they're Like praying for the kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that seems great. He starts like speaking like random words and like spits out the apple and all that. That That's pretty creepy. Yeah. Or when after he dies, he reappears with the baby and the mother starts feeding the baby, but it turns out it's a raven biting at her. That's really creepy stuff. Yeah. (laughs) So if I were more absorbed in this movie, it might linger with me.
0: Yeah, that was the scene that. I remembered most clearly is the raven scene and the possession or whatever the hell it was um, in the attic. Uh, but, yeah, no, I hear your point. I think that this is almost like a horror artifact in a lot of ways because I think he's less concerned with scaring us and more concerned with showing what was scary to this that's an culture, take right on it, yeah. um and cuz I, I think that's what he's concerned with here um and the answer is literally everything right cuz <laughs> yeah. cuz was horrible new right? World's a
2: scary place
0: yeah yeah and and you i mean and that's stated quite explicitly in the film where the wife says that what she wants is to go home and she means back to england mm-hmm. right like cuz the place she is in is a fucking horror show all the time yeah um so yeah, like when that is how you feel, when that's how you're experiencing life, yes, everything is scary. Yes, everything is horrifying, and you know that's what that's what we see here. Um, let's talk about that apple, right? Because yeah. I think there's a few ways to read uh, the use of that apple. And I remember the first time I saw the movie, it didn't click for me right away because my my first reading of it was uh, in the context of like Adam and Eve, right? That the yeah. this apple is the original sin, and he his original sin, I guess, is lust, uh, and that it was standing in for that. But really it's a poison apple like in Snow White, <laughs> right? Like isn't, <laughs> that is exactly what's going on there, right? Because yeah. the, the witch gives the poison apple, it's that same like deep red that you see in the Disney movies, and you can see that he took a bite out of it. Like there's a chunk missing from the apple when he spits it out. Um, and I love the little touches like that in this movie, that he, he finds all sorts of these little details, because um, it's so well-researched uh, to, to flesh it out.
1: It's also, like, kind of throwing it up in the father's face because he covers for the father, like, earlier in the film by saying that they went to look for apples. Yeah. And the father goes along with a lie, even though he's, like, Mm -hmm. this, like, hyper-moral character. Mm -hmm. And it, like, as his son dies, the fact that he sees the apples, like, kind of like a revenge on him for... Literally
2: spitting it back into his face. (laughs) Yeah, Revenge and reminder.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's... I mean, if the son's sin is... Desire is lust, and it it, it is probably. Yeah. I mean, the father well, yeah. says deceit, right? He's a that dude's a liar, like, and he is just lying throughout this movie. He lies about the cup. He lies about the reason they went into the woods. Yeah, um, he's lying about,
1: he, and he lets his children take the brunt for yeah. his lies. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah.
0: so I mean, he's a liar and a coward. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and or he's a liar because he's a coward. Um, yeah. and yeah, I think that that. That bounces out, or, or that uh, crops up several times uh, in the film. Yeah. Um, I love the moment when he uh, dies, when the when the goat gets him, like, kind of out of nowhere. That yeah. was strange. It was so, it's, like, so jarring. and it just, just yeah. happens. Yeah, and just, like, that's it. Like, he's just a goner. And I love that... He gets slammed into the pile of of, wood, of wood that he's been chopping the whole movie, right? Yeah, so yeah. it's like, I mean, here's... I thought
2: it was funny because I I vividly remembered uh, Thomason's line about how he can't accomplish anything except cutting wood a bunch.
0: Yep, yeah, exactly. And it's like so he's literally buried in like this useless endeavor that he spent the whole movie working on, yeah. and it just collapses mm-hmm. immediately.
1: And it's actually the wood. A kills yeah. him. It's yeah. not the goat. No. Well, Let's he's
0: see. probably dead from the goat wood.
1: Probably. But the wood it's the wood that kills him. Right. Like, and, yeah.
0: and the symbolism there is so great. That's yeah. like, here's this useless thing that you've yeah. been wasting everyone's time and effort on uh, to demonstrate your strength or whatever. And to well, and here you are dying underneath well, it. What I thought
2: of there was, I noticed that it seemed like he went out and chopped wood every time he was stressed out. Yeah. And
0: there was a lot of wood. <laughs> yeah. He was not yeah. a chop wood. Not a happy man. Yeah. Um. I mean, nobody was here. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I like that. I did. not pick up on that the first time I saw this, but it. it uh, I, I, I thought did this the time. goat
2: was too cute. cute. Yeah, like, <laughs> the goat was like weirdly really cute. Sometimes it'd be just sitting there, like minding its own business, and it just looked adorable. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it, it was kind of distracting to me, and like. What about it, the rabbit? It, like, yes, rabbits also cute, of course. But <laughs> the goat was particularly cute, even though you can tell it's supposed to be ominous. But I just thought it was funny when it like it decks the father in the stomach and then there's this shot just of the goat like sitting there staring at him and it just oh no there's an even better shot
0: right before that when it's dancing on its hind legs it's like doing this victory dance after it knocks out the father i don't remember that oh that yeah that's like the funniest moment of the movie (laughs) (laughs) and like the that he's like taunting him that he's like oh i got you and it was trivial right like it didn't take anything I did think it was strange that they had this
2: big black horned goat since they're so superstitious and all that, right? And I thought it was like an obvious devil symbol.
0: Yeah. Well, apparently this was research. Everything in this movie was researched. That was too. Uh, apparently in old England, goat farming was like, socially speaking, the lowest form of farming. Huh. Like goat farmers were considered... You know just the dumbest the most inept they like couldn't handle a more complex or robust farm right like the the goat farmers were the worst uh and so many of the people that immigrated to what became new england uh were goat farmers like and and so apparently that somehow intersected with the goat as a stand-in for lucifer and there's all sorts huh. of weird social dynamics there about, specifically being a goat farmer, uh, so yeah, there's tons of stuff like that. The other one that I saw is um, the uh, the corn, right, so their corn yeah. crop doesn't come in like they have this diseased corn and it's falling apart. Apparently, the fungus that causes that is also a hallucinogenic oh. So there the directors on record saying that this is not how he reads the movie but there is a <laughs> reading of the movie wherein they're much of what they're experiencing is hallucinated because of their bad queer. Yeah,
1: there's a Robin Cook book about that. Oh,
0: I don't know who that is.
1: He's like the medical version of Michael Crichton. Okay. <laughs> um and he's has a lot of books, like dozens. Okay. And one of the books is about the Salem Witch Trials and the crux of the book is that the um, the women were making bread with
0: oh with okay, corn
1: man. that had that blight on right. it, and it was causing them to hallucinate. It also caused like a lot of birth defects.
0: Interesting. And that probably actually happened.
1: Yeah, Robin Cook's yeah. stuff is usually based on like real things. Okay. Yeah,
0: interesting. You read that? Obviously you read. Yeah,
1: it. I read a few of his books. They're I haven't read them in a while, but they're like they're like pulp science. Sure, they're they're very that. like Michael Crichton esque but they're all like medical oriented. All right. Yeah, that's,
0: that's valid Yeah, but yeah apparently that was that showed up here too it you know is,
2: honestly yeah. if the actual reading of the movie were that everything that was happening with the witches was their corn hallucinations I would like this movie a <laughs> hundred times more that just sounds really cool to me <laughs> yeah. instead of just oh the witch is actually real and the devil's actually real I just thought that was kind of sad. yeah I mean that's, that's a totally different movie
1: that's hard to communicate to like there have been movies kind of about that like I don't know if you've seen Bug no Nope. bug is like a couple of meth addicts and it's like un- oh, unclear up. if like yeah. what they're experiencing is a meth hallucination or if it's like okay. real. Really going on? I think yeah. it's based on a play and it's like a one-act play that takes place in like a hotel room. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. But they start to like feel bugs underneath their skin. And, oh God. Which is like a <laughs> common right. side effect apparently of yeah. like the extreme paranoia that you get from... Being a meth addict. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's yeah.
0: Not clear to me why people do meth. Because um, <laughs> it's cheaper than
1: cocaine. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. There it is. Yeah. Um, who, when was that made? I haven't heard of this.
1: Like is it recent? five to ten years ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's a play too, I think. So. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, but yeah, I think that it would be a totally different movie if it turns out that it's all a corn hallucination. Uh, but the director did say that there's multiple ways to read. He has something, evidently, something in mind specifically concrete about what is actually going on um, but that the corn hallucination reading is valid so there you go maybe you could just read the movie that way i like it more <laughs> that could be a thing i would like it more yeah. um and, and why like what is what is it that appeals to you about that i'm
2: trying to think about it right now because you just presented it to me but i don't know it, it seems more grounded in reality i guess it, and it, I it is that an interesting idea okay um like it's, it's explaining that all these like imagined horrors
0: were actually imagined
2: because of these hallucinations.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and it, I might like that reading might say something more about uh, the role of faith in this movie, right? Mm-hmm. Because if faith is a hallucination, you know, in a lot of ways it is. Um, then that would track with the corn hallucination as well, and how like your false beliefs about there being witches in the woods are going to lead to bad things, even though they're false. Um, so, yeah, I can, I can see the value in that reading, uh, that there, there is something there. Uh, but I think that what ends up being said, and I think what the movie is actually depicting, um, is, is compelling as well, and how it interacts with uh, female empowerment, and how if you remove all decision points from your children, especially your daughters, that they're going to make, when they have the, the opportunity to make a decision, hmm they're just going to make the one that moves themselves as far away from you as possible, even if that decision is, you know, sign the devil's book. Uh, Because that's (laughs) really the first choice that Thomason makes on her own in the entire movie. Um, Well, she does kind of choose to go along with Caleb on his...
1: She convinces him screwed. to like take her.
0: Yeah, she like yeah. she threatens Black, him. She blackmails yeah. him to <laughs> yeah. take her. Yeah, I mean, but she's—I mean, my my point is that she doesn't have that much say in how her life is going to go. No, she's yeah. about
1: to be sold into right, servitude. essentially servitude. Yeah, yeah,
0: and that's—and she considers that really the, such a grave offense to her. Like that's what she finally reveals to her father in their climactic moment together: is that she knows that they're planning to ship her off to some family she's never met before. Um, and
2: is that just how all marriages happened back then? In,
0: in Puritanical societies, I could think that was probably a good chunk of them. Yeah, I'm not a historian, but yeah, I think that it, I trust the history in this movie. Yeah, so that it seems likely to me that that was not a rare occurrence. Um, so yeah, like I, I, I read Thomason as this girl who feels like she has no control over where her life is oriented, yeah. which she certainly does not, and just left is on to the first real choice to have some say in about where she's, she's going um, that, that is presented to her. I think it's important that the offer that the devil makes, is, he, he says two things to her, right? He says, do you want to live deliciously? Okay. <laughs> which is a great line. Yeah,
1: that's a great line.
0: And then the second thing he says, which I think is more important, is do you want to see the world? right? And for this girl who has grown up in this tiny town where nothing happens, everything is desolate, she has no concept of what's going on outside of it. Do you want to see the world? It's probably very, very tempting. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I almost want to see like a Sequel where Thomason just kind of goes and like is a witch, kills a family or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah. Because let's it's like let's get the real empowerment movie. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> the witch revenge movie. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's your title right? The witch's revenge. Yeah, why yeah. not? Okay?
1: We'll just go, you know, yeah, fuck, fuck with world. this patriarchal yeah, society the... and and. <laughs> 1630s, Massachusetts, yeah. Right.
0: And mm-hmm. I, I think it's interesting that, that worldliness from the conservative perspective is so often associated with corruption and evilness, right, because we see it in this movie, um, yeah. Nazis would try that out a lot as well, they would mm-hmm. talk about the, the Jew as the world citizen. Um, and I think that you see over and over again, like people that are, that, that see people that are interested in the outside world, interested in exposing themselves to a lot of different parts of the world and a lot of different people. As being corrupted by that world,
2: hmm.
0: right? And this Christian insistence on seeing the world as a corrupt thing uh, it, it informs that and really creates that. Uh, so that that's what the devil is offering, right? And if, and if this movie is the the puritanical nightmare, and the tempting <laughs> offer that they're making is see the world, that is. That, that I think that's very telling in, in terms of orienting the Puritanical ethos.
1: Yeah, they play on that a lot with the setting of the film, where yeah. they're in this like clearing, and as soon as you like, there's a very clear line between the mm-hmm. clearing and the woods. Yeah, and as soon as you enter the woods, like you're yeah. out of awesome. your element. And yeah, like and the, that's where and, bad, bad things happen. Right,
0: that's where bad things are coming from. That's when bad things happen to you when you go into there. Yeah, um, when people and return from the woods, they're changed. Right? Like something bad has happened to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've lost something. Right? And I think that that is, ref- yeah, that's a good point because people go out into the world, something bad happens to them, they are corrupted and changed, they return, you know, less than, less pure, worse. Maybe, right? maybe that, like, seeing the world as a corrupting
2: influence argument has more weight when the world actually is that dangerous.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, and, and that's probably part of it. Like, I think. Yeah, maybe, they
1: weren't wrong to be, like, afraid of. Everything right, but you go yeah.
0: out there, you get eaten by a bear, yeah. right? But the, the puritanical they're not saying don't leave here because it's unsafe out there, they're yeah. saying don't leave here because it's evil out there and you will become evil too, yeah. right? Yeah, right. And I think I'm that, it that prob- might stem from the right, it probably maybe. does. You're probably, and I think if you look at a lot of these, <laughs> and that is what
1: happens in the film, right? right? Yeah, Where and I think actually.
0: They, yeah, they leave the homestead and they die or get maimed or go insane. Yeah, uh, and I, I, if you look at a lot of these old biblical rules, they do stem from reasonable places, right? So the good example is um, the shellfish rule. Um, so <laughs> in the in the Old Testament, there's that infamous, uh, infamous, but you know, well-known um, rule about not eating any shellfish. Uh, well, the reason for that is because when you ate shellfish in you know 1000 BC, you'd get sick and die because yeah. there's no way to like preserve it and like keep yeah. it clean and you have no idea where these critters came from. Yeah. So like making that a rule is really saying don't eat this because it's dangerous and will kill you and that eventually becomes don't eat this because the Bible says you shouldn't eat this yeah. and it draws you further away from God. Uh, so I think you can see that kind of dynamic throughout biblical history and world history um, yeah. and here it is again. You know, the world is scary and dangerous and it'll kill you because, you know, there were bears and shit, but also
1: the devil. <laughs> or wolves. They keep blaming a wolf yeah. for yeah. Sam's disappearance. <clears throat>
0: right. Clearly not a
1: wolf. And there's no wolf, well, not a single wolf in the film. Yeah, there's
0: a
2: dog.
1: The dog dies. There's a dog, yeah. yeah. Poor
2: thing. That dog was so cute, too. Yeah, that was a good
0: looking dog. Yeah. 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 yeah too beautiful for this world. Yeah. Evidently. Got eaten by the rabbit. <laughs> yeah, it did, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do we feel about uh, Anya Taylor-Joy's performance here? Because she was kind of the breakout star. Uh, that's uh, Thomason.
2: I don't think I have a particular comment about it. No? Okay. I, just, I had a hard time like paying that close of attention to the movie as a whole.
0: Okay, because yeah, she's, she got work after this, big work. Um, she was in Split, which I didn't like that much, but she was good in it. Um, and she's making another movie that has been getting the festival rounds lately called Thoroughbreds, um, which is not a horror movie. So she's been breaking out of the horror movie trope. <laughs> um, and I think that that's important, to have young actresses in horror films, not just do horror films, because people get siloed a lot in yeah. these types of movies. Um, but I like her a lot here, I don't know. Do you like? Uh, how do you feel about her?
1: Yeah, time? I think she's great. I, I think the real breakout's actually the dad, because I don't feel like I've seen him or recognize him. But yeah. I think she's... Has a very good performance in this, and yeah, I, mean, I actually he, think all the children in this film are quite good.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, um, I think all the performances. Period. We don't. We don't need to qualify. Yeah, but um,
1: even the twins who are like pretty young, like they're like they're pretty creepy, and yeah, yeah. yeah they it definitely was,
2: don't seem like kids who are acting, which is good because that seems to be hard to accomplish.
1: Yeah, yeah. In old English, which is crazy, like yeah, to mm-hmm. get they, they kids that accents. young. Yeah. Yeah, and this yeah. was a,
0: it was a brutal production process, not just because of all the research involved, but they were in the middle of the woods in, in uh, New England. Yeah, a lot
1: of acting alongside animals and children, which is like the two things you're not <laughs> supposed to <laughs> do. Yeah, yeah, in, gets, um, in direction. Yeah, well, in
0: um, you know, in the yeah. wilderness in the winter. Like, apparently there were there were weather problems throughout this production cycle, um, and like they had to like go through swamps and marshes and shit to get where they needed to go, like nice. with all their equipment. Um, so apparently it was really hard to make this movie uh, on a physical level like <laughs> it's difficult to make it um but yeah those, those twins are great and when yeah. I see twins uh or when I see um children giving good performances, that to me says there's a good director. Because mm-hmm. really you just have to tell them very precisely what you need them to do <laughs> and they'll they'll do it um <clears throat> and so that that's what that says to me is that Eggers did a good job
1: yeah, they're kind of monstrous, like those two mm-hmm. kids, and they um, they 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 don't show their death on screen. But it was like they kind of like got their comeuppance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can kinda figure Im- out what happened. It's it. implied that the witch like takes them in.
0: I mean, they're them. in that shed yeah. and then they're not in the morning. Yeah, and yeah. everything's broken. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then the yeah. the goat kills the dad. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The moment for them that stands out for me is during the scene when they're all in the attic and the eldest son is, you know possessed or whatever, and they can't say their prayers, like when they forget their prayers yeah. or claim that they forget their prayers, Yeah, that moment, like, that one really worked for me. I thought that was really good. Yeah. Um, and that they're, they're, you know, writhing on the floor and like distraught about it. And like, you can't quite tell if they're faking it or not. And <laughs> that, yeah, that, that worked really well, especially for some. Yeah. I
1: wonder members. how they got them to do the old English. That would be very difficult to memorize.
0: <clears throat> no kidding. Because they were like yeah. six. Like they look young. They look very young. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so uh, that's, that's an impressive. Yeah, I knew Taylor was, I think, 18 during production. Yeah, so she was really young, too. Um, this was essentially her first major role or role in a major film. Um, and then uh, Agar's first feature length film as well. Like, there's, there's a lot of there's a lack of experience <laughs> in this movie that makes the polished finished product so much more impressive to me. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I think it, this is also uh, an interesting companion piece to The Crucible. Um, and I think that, uh, Charles, you have not seen The Crucible, no. right? And do you, have you seen it? Yeah. So I think that reading this alongside The Crucible uh, it, it is interesting. Um, the premise of that movie is about the Salem witch trials. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that one, the witch is not real. <laughs> and people are mm-hmm. just going around accusing one another of being witches. The way you get out of being hung or hanged rather, um, is by finding, naming the person who recruited you to be a witch. So people are just constantly uh, naming one another. Um, And it takes place in a similar time, in a similar era, with similar subject matter. Um, But whereas the the, The Witch, this movie shows what they were afraid of, the crucible shows the product of that fear in the real world. Yeah. Um, and I think in that sense there are, it'd be interesting to see those movies alongside one another and I haven't seen The Crucible in a little while but I kind of want to having now watched this again uh, and it also has an all-time great performance from Daniel Day-Lewis as the leading guy in that movie uh, yeah, but he's,
1: he's pretty intense
0: he is pretty intense <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, he is he usually is right.
1: uh, uh, but yeah, I, I think the main actress is very good performance. I, I actually I think it's like all around like very good performances. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the um the mother I uh, you recognize from Game of Thrones, right? She was, Yeah, she was
1: the crazy aunt.
0: She was the crazy aunt. She's the crazy mom. Yeah. Uh, so she's, yeah. she she kind of has a crazy look, right? She's just very she was, intense. Yeah, intense and invested in everything. Um and I think that you see that Here and she's, I don't know, getting tight.
1: I think she's good for the role. As is the dad, because they both have this kind of like very weathered Mm -hmm. look. And thinking about it, like they would have been actually like not that old, most likely, um, but they look very old. And I think that's important. It just shows like how hard life was on these people, where they've they've done something that's like basically impossible where they, you know, cross the Atlantic Ocean mm-hmm. and, and like join this colony and you know, are surviving in right. very like dire conditions. And in, then not in surviving. England, and then yeah. not surviving. <laughs> yeah, Lifespans
2: were probably pretty short back then. Oh yeah. Anyway.
1: I would assume so, yeah.
0: Yeah, both yeah. The, the average and the, the median because like they have a dragged down because so many babies died. Like, mm-hmm. Children would just not last a week all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. Um, and then people would just die in adulthood earlier because there wasn't medicine.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you'd also, like, it's it's no, again, no, like, no surprise that they live in this, like, very intense religion and, like, or, you know, believe in things like witches because people just, like, die randomly, and, mm-hmm. like, there's no explanation yeah. for why people died. You know? Right, and
0: you have to come up with something, right? Yeah. Unless you want to believe that the world is a horrifying, random place. Like, it's almost a comfort to believe that there is some force out there it's like out to get it. you, right? Yeah. Because it yeah. makes the world more coherent, right? I mean, yeah. and that's it's still
2: pretty horrifying.
0: It, it is pretty horrifying, but uh, you you see this all the time with, I mean, a religion and conspiracy theorists, right? Like yeah. come from a, a similar space where they're saying they're they're looking at the options as either the universe is horrifying and random, and horrifying random things happen to me, and there could be no reason for it; it's just going to occur, or there is some malevolent force out there that is making bad things happen and choosing to have them happen. And I can do something to influence that force or to stop that force. And they look at these two options and they go with the one that's more comforting. And the one that's more comforting is, yes, there is someone making affirmative choices that is leading to all the bad shit that's happening in the world, right? And that may or may not conform with reality. I think it probably does not, but I get why people think of that I understand how you get there uh, and I think that's again a, a large part of what this movie is about right like because the the reality of their day-to-day lives is reality like that is what they were doing there so
1: yeah and they they're like their arbitrary rules that they live under like provide a sense of like organization to the right. world that they live in right like like you're saying earlier yeah
0: and like yeah. I think that gets really to the fundamental conceit of Calvinism, right? Yeah. The, the big idea behind Calvinism is that when you are born, you are saved or you are damned and there's nothing you can do about it, right? Like God essentially chooses some small percentage of people that get into heaven and the rest are, no matter what they do, damned to hell,
1: right? And, and, I, and there's a lot of Calvinist, Calvinist conceits with our like particular moment too where it's like, if you get sick, then you must have like I've done, done something, something in the past. Like you've ingested some sort of toxin or you've mm-hmm. you've done something such that has like led to the moment where you are now sick and therefore you deserve it. And I think like a lot of the arguments that are being made around like healthcare right now, the like anti healthcare argument very much leans on this Calvinism where it's like You deserve that. The things that you've done in the past are the reasons that you're sick and, and as such, like, you don't deserve, like, the health care that yeah, know, we all partake in. Yeah. yeah. Like the, the
0: clear example. The
1: poverty, like, often is ascribed yeah. for very similar reasons where yeah. it's like, like those same well, reasons. you've done something in the past such that you are now in poverty and therefore you deserve it.
0: Right. And it cuts the other way too, where yeah. if you are wealthy, you've done something in your past to earn it. Yeah. And therefore you deserve yeah. it. You deserve Whereas, it. like, yeah.
1: studies show that, like, wealth is, like, mostly accidental. Success is, like, very accidental. Yep. Um, yeah, you see, and and obviously poverty is the same, yeah it's same wealth. thing. Like the most yeah.
0: reliable indicator of whether or not someone is wealthy as if their parents were wealthy.
1: Yeah, right. and <laughs> same with poverty, right? Right. Like, yeah, exactly. If, yeah, like you're mm-hmm. much more likely to live in poverty the rest of your life if you are in poverty, right? And yeah, I, yeah. I think
0: you see the same thing play out with the anti-vaccination people, right? Like that uh, it, autism
1: it, toxins in general are like yeah. a thing within <laughs> like the health community. The sort of like uh, holistic yeah. healing people are like very into the, like yeah. Homeopathy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and yeah,
0: especially with a uh, condition like autism where we understand it so we understand so little about it. Yeah. Or at least we think we understand so little about it that there's so much space to fill to in imagine that. whatever it is yeah. is causing this and to somehow think yeah. there's something you can do to
1: prevent yeah. it. Which is kind of unnecessarily cruel, right? Because yeah. it's like if you have autism, then there's like some mistake that's like led to. Yeah. Although the mistake is your
0: autism. Your parents' mistake.
1: Yeah. Case, right? Again, and that's what's cool about it. Because like you, you yeah. have no control over it as as an individual. Yeah. And, and it also says that there's like something like medicalized and like very wrong with you. And right. Because of like this thing that's happened in the past. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That, that was inflicted upon you that you had no control
0: over. Which again returns exactly to Calvinism, right? Like yeah. you're going to hell because you're in hell right? yeah <laughs> like that's it yeah and you aren't because you are that confuses me though because
2: then it's like what's the point it doesn't make you know, it exactly. makes no sense exactly. this is
0: the central contradiction of Calvinism, right yeah. and like they don't have a good way of resolving it right and, they, and they, that's where the, the why did and, anyone follow this they like,
1: bringing it back to the film what's great is that she's like she made she comes yep. to this realization at the end right where yep. it's like there's nothing that she can do as a teenage woman who lives in the society, who lives in this particular moment. So, why not go with the devil? Like, the devil, yep. like, offers a pretty good bargain. Like, her life is hell. So. <laughs> right. And she's going. Like, can and can only a, off from there's here. a from And, like, yeah. they
0: know they're not baptized. Right? So yeah. I think she is, but, like, the younger ones aren't. Yes. Right? And so, like. Yes, you're, you're pointing to precisely the contradiction that, that Calvinism never resolves, as far as I can tell. Yeah. Like they have a bunch of writing contemporary to the time about how you're preparing your soul for heaven in case you're the chosen one, so you should follow what
2: so the Bible So people who follow just hope they're in that, yes. whatever 1%? Yeah,
1: the father kind of talks to this when he's talking to the son, and they're first going out into the woods, mm-hmm. where he's like quizzing the son <clears> and like, What's your sin? Yeah. And the son, like, knows. He's able to, like, like, rattle off. Yeah, my existence is sin. Yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, I'm connected with Adam, and then, you know, it's it's Adam. It's all the original sin. I've inherited Adam's sin. Yeah. And... But then he's like cagey about the baby, right? Because he's not willing to break it to his son that he believes that, yes, his infant child is, yeah, is in hell. Because yeah, he knows yeah. that
0: it's horrifying, right? Like yeah. the, I wrote it down one of the lines, bent unto sin and only unto sin. Yeah. Right. Like that's the only thing they're for. And this was one of the major schisms between this very traditional form of Protestantism and Catholicism, because for the Catholic or for the, the Protestant, good deeds are irrelevant, right? Like there's a, some line from the Bible about like good, good deeds are like a rag. Unto God, or something, right? Like they're just totally nothing. Because mm-hmm. what does God care about the things that you do? You are, you are small. You are nothing. You are
1: insignificant. Catholicism is a lot about like redemption and like yes. being able to like.
0: Yeah, you in, in sentence, within yeah. Catholicism, what you do matters, yeah. <laughs> and like <laughs> you can you can perform good things, and you can be a decent person, and you can in some cases follow the rules in the Bible
1: and, and financial that, contribution yes, to yeah, the Vatican, <laughs> yeah, the, which they no longer do, but that was historically yeah. important. Yeah, although yeah.
0: that's been adopted by other weirder sects. Yeah. Um, and and in that way, you can earn your way into heaven by being good enough. And that's why they have this distinction between mortal and, and venial sins, and this whole complex Catholic guilt thing, because if you're doing something wrong, it's your fault because the Bible says you can do better and make it um, and in a way that I think makes Catholicism better than Protestantism because it's I mean, treating be people, useful as an actual like moral right because it's treating people to like be decent and like actually care about the people around you and like try to do good things what? Catholicism identifies as good and bad things isn't always correct, but that it thinks it's relevant to people's lived experience is it, to its credit, <laughs> I yeah. think. Yeah. So uh, if that's
2: true of Protestantism, I, I never really read into it, like, what's the point of doing anything?
0: Right? Uh, like, I, I don't know. Like, this is the question why, that I've never... Yeah. Yep. I, it doesn't make any sense to me either. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a stupid idea, and, and that's, that's that. Um, But, yeah, I think that this movie grapples with that um, in a pretty... I think that's very central to the movie. And, like, understanding Mm -hmm. that idea is very central to uh, getting much out of this film. Um, So maybe it spoke to me more because I was raised in a religious household and I knew this ship coming in. But, uh, yeah, it's important here. And important to America, right? Like, these are the people that built our country. (laughs) Think about that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They they were only, like, the first wave. <laughs> well, yeah they're the first you know, wave and They, they right. had a
0: bunch of kids and taught them all the same shit like that's why the, this we talked about it right here right like mm-hmm. this Puritan workout. Although
1: the, we do inherit from them a religious freedom right because the reason they, they come to the like, states is re- yep, they're that's true. They're so intentionally religious that the Church of England is like quashing them. Yeah. And uh, you know that's written into the Constitution because of yep. These people—that's true. To, um, their t- to their credit, to their credit, so there. some good things come out of this. Okay, there we go. See, like I <laughs> yeah. said,
0: this movie has a happy ending. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, all right. Any uh, any closing thoughts on the on the witch? Um, I've, I feel like I've spoken at length about why I like this movie a lot. But uh, anything uh, change your mind here, Charles? No, no. Okay, no. I was not optimistic, <laughs> yeah. um, and I mean that's fine. Like I get why people aren't into this movie. Like it's it is. It can be read as slow. It's hard to understand sometimes. It isn't really that scary if you're looking for that. Um, but I don't know any closing thoughts, Crossman?
1: I thought it was better the second time around, Good. and for the reasons I stated. And I think if you watch it, as I said earlier, with if you're on Thomason's side, then I think it's a time. much better yeah.
0: movie yeah because the, the film is on our side um watch i it was with, already there on this yeah. viewing; it didn't mm. help
1: <laughs> watch it with subtitles for sure okay i skipped it and mm. i was
0: able to get through it but maybe i would have picked up more if i had the subtitles
1: yeah i think it makes a big okay. difference actually right. like it's a lot easier to understand
2: there were some words that yeah. i didn't realize was that word that they were saying because yeah. they pronounced it differently from how i would expect to pronounce it mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because it, it's apparently what's described as an Essex ac- accent. Mm-hmm. Um, that at least what what's the Essex accent, which is difficult to say um, in 1630. So like he was co- he, the director was coaching his actors in that specific mode of speech. That's not yeah. how these people actually talk uh, in life. Um, so yeah, it's it, it's dense sometimes. Yep. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, um, and. Yeah, so I think the second time around it was like easier to digest this film. Yeah. Um but it's a it's not a easy watch. Uh, I, it's it's not a like
0: it, it's not a light.
1: It's movie. not a pop movie. No. No. <laughs> yeah.
0: Despite being a, from a festival perspective a hit, right? Like this Yeah, one.
1: but that's fine. Like there's a lot of like festival films yeah, that maybe. never like translate and Right. This is just like one of them. Yeah. But that are still good, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think for sure, and I think it'll lead to uh, good things for for the for director and for the actors.
0: And for the genre, right? Like I think yeah. that this is a, a major touchstone, which is one of the reasons I picked it, a major touchstone in this new horror that we've been seeing, right? Like this independently produced horror that's doing something a little bit different. We can look at this one, we've talked about it follows and The Guest and The Invitation. Uh, and get out, right? Like Yeah, that reminds me, because you mentioned that this is part of the new horror paradigm
2: and how it's different from all of the, like, classic horror tropes, but I'm wondering if you could elaborate what's different about this one than successful.
0: Well, I, I mean, it's a period piece, right? Like, just mm-hmm. the, the entire concept of constructing in a very historically authentic way an old, you know, witch tale that was used to horrify people. That that it's very thematically conscious, right? Like it's it's about female empowerment. It's about the dangers of of zealotry and and faith. Uh, so that it's it's really presenting those things first before anything else, before the scares, before the monster, like before any of that stuff. It's about how can we use horror ideas and horror mechanics to get at these. Other ideas, mm-hmm. these other more complex uh, notions. Um, I don't think you see many horror movies with four-year production cycles because the director was spending his time reading diaries from <laughs> the 19, from the sixteen thirties, right? Like that's yeah. not something that we see in, in any genre. Um, so I think in that sense, it's doing something new. Okay, um, and I, I. I, I I'm glad that this was such a hit at the festivals because I want to see more movies that are doing something like this—not this exactly, but something similar to this—that are inspired by this. Um, so, in, in that way, I think that it's uh, it's important, and I, I hope it continues to be uh, influential at the very least, even if it's not actually watched that much.
1: I also think what's different about it is that it's like very sympathetic to its main character. Yes, like that's a good point. It the movie's on the side of Thomason and. Kind of or on the side films of it's Not usually you know? on
2: the side of at least the one character who survives. No, I, I
1: think we see this in slasher films where yeah. they're kind of like these toys or for. I mean, that's what Cabin in the Woods is getting at. Is that yeah. like the main characters are kind of like these like toys for the audience to so like. How are they going to get diced up? Right, um, and sure. that's like why we go to see these like kind of slasher style horror films. But
2: I feel like they tend to be forgiving of, like I said, that one character that survives because that one character that survives is usually the smart one, usually the one not fucking up.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, actually, Nightmare on Elm Street might be a, a good example of Wes Craven, actually, I think, did like his lead, right? Like, I think there are parallels between the lead there and Thomason here, in that they're, they are both characters where the, peop, the support structure around them, the people that they were close to, are failures in mm-hmm. some way and punished for it, and they have to figure it out on their own how to get through it. Um, so in that sense, I think we can see some common DNA uh, mm-hmm. between the two of them. But to your point, most of the time, the uh, slashers and horror films uh, seem hostile to the characters right and like, and
1: right. generally probably just haven't
2: seen enough of them because okay. all the ones that i have seen <laughs> seem very sympathetic to the main character
1: yeah but there's still this like a lot of moralizing around like the main character's place in society so like i think we got into this in the the freddy krueger film but like th- there's a lot of like you, you know, part of what's happening is because they didn't, like, conform to the rules, like, within society. Mm-hmm. And here that is the case, but Thomason's, like, doing it for the right reasons, and then she gets rewarded at the end for, like, kind of saying F you to this society. Right, <laughs> and, and the non- Whereas, yeah, yeah the,
0: the non-conformity in this movie is is harmful, right? Like, it, yeah. it's, it's, as opposed to some of the non-conformity that you see in Nightmare, where the girl has sex before marriage or whatever and is killed, like that's not a bad thing. But what the the nonconformity here, which is like very extreme, Calvinistic, puritanical Protestantism is harmful, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. does make the world worse, and is appropriately punished. Mm -hmm. right? And and it shows specifically how it is harmful and what it is doing to these people um, that is causing them to die, really. Yeah,
1: Yeah. so I, I think that's kind of the conceit of the film where it's like, it's kind of like a it's a kind of a fem, feminist film like uh, not you know, i think it, it yeah.
0: explicitly is a feminist film yeah yeah i think that that is and the movie
1: also seems to be on the side of the witch too where a it's like bit. or the at least the devil uh, yeah <laughs> yeah where it's like yeah, all about the yeah.
0: witch
2: because i mean they show how gross the witch is
1: right yeah but the witches have period. like freedom right the women in the woods like mm-hmm. they're they're able to fly like yeah see the <laughs> world live deliciously yeah yeah and they have
2: oh, deliciously, you yeah. You know, delicious. they
1: have freedom, and you know, if they lived within society, that they wouldn't have, right? Yeah. And so they're, you know, because they've chosen to go with the devil, like they're rewarded in in a way that yeah. they would not be.
0: Yeah, and even yeah. if it's not sympathetic, it's at least understanding the film. Yeah, right? like it, it. It's saying like this decision is coherent; it makes sense, right? Like you see, like if if Thomason had turned down the devil at that point. The movie wouldn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Right? Can you imagine like what that ending would look like? Like, <laughs> what is she yeah. doing? then she just looks around and realizes she's alone on this farm. And right, and the which she had already
1: done. They kind of show that before, right? Yeah. Right, because she just puts on like a cowl and like yeah. Well, I, I like
0: that the first thing that she does after she takes off her ta- yeah yep. uh,
1: restrict her like bound clothing mm-hmm. essentially. Which, yeah, and just that's the, like a great statement because it's like yeah. here's a, a symbol of her. being trapped in the society literally confining her body yeah yeah i I like that
0: that little touch right after that that they have this quiet moment where she can just kind of finally breathe like finally have some peace and quiet to herself to do something or to do nothing in this case Mm -hmm. like and she just takes it and takes a nap yeah yeah and it's almost a beautiful moment like right after that um, and I love that the movie does that.
1: I like the reveal of the the devil. He's wearing these black gloves, yeah. and that's all you see of the devil.
0: Yeah, you can see, see like the uh, faint outline of his face, and he yeah. like has this goatee and shit. Yeah, um, but yeah, like I love that they actually <laughs> he's the goat. Yeah, they actually like have some sort of physical depiction of the devil. Yeah, on screen uh, that it, it's kind of a bold choice. This
2: is interesting that he did speak in a whispery voice because the kids were talking. He yeah. was asking like if the kids had talked to the goat. Yeah, and said he whispers.
0: Right, right, yeah. and they I, had, yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, his yeah, that double voice they got was was excellent. Yeah,
1: that's why I I think this could have a very good sequel to it. Yeah,
0: I I would watch it. Yeah, <laughs> if that were a thing. Yeah, I
1: would. I mean, it doesn't have to be like a direct sequel to the film, but like I want to see the film where like I guess the witch kind of like upends the society. Yeah, yeah. That, Right, because here they're just kind of like messing with the people in the woods, which is like right. But what an easy when target? You're, like, what happens when you like enter society and mm-hmm. you're the witch?
0: Right. So like, yeah, yeah. what happens like if they're because the, in the Crucible, the person that is first yeah. thought to be a witch is like just in the town with everybody else. And, like, there's yeah. this whole community there. Yeah. So like, what happens if that person really is a witch? <laughs> like, what yeah. Is that, what does that movie look like?
1: Yeah. Uh, the Amer- American Werewolf in London kind of gets to that a little.
0: I barely remember that movie. I saw it a while ago.
1: Really? You've actually seen it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, well, you said no in the past. But, oh, um, did I? Okay. Yeah. That um, must have been an But it's an excellent okay. uh, film. But yeah, no, I... Very, very good creature.
0: I thanks. saw it when I was too young for it. And I don't...
1: Really yeah, that movie's like...
0: Yeah, I wasn't paying close attention. Kind of fucked up. So maybe when I said no before, I meant uh, not in any substantial way. <laughs> okay. Have I seen it? Okay. Um,
1: Anyways. Um...
0: Do we have so this is our last uh, hor- horror movie in our series here for yeah. horror October um, yeah. do we have any parting thoughts about the series as a whole how it how we feel that it functioned about how horror functions um, in in cinema in the world because uh, we've kind of put uh, tried to put together a little bit of a <laughs> lesson plan <laughs> curriculum uh, it so it
2: got me thinking more about horror and like what is actually scary yeah Uh, it's something i never really thought about because i don't (coughs) you know really watch or engage with these kinds of films that much Mm -hmm. um so it's interesting to you know watch some of these and figure out what would actually scare me why i get scared by the things that i do get scared by
0: which one was the scariest of the five movies i would watch
2: uh probably the shining
0: that's probably correct yeah
2: Yeah. yeah
0: that's that's probably the one yeah the movie's freaky uh, so yeah i'm glad i mean i've never sat down and watched this many horror movies in a short span because they're again they weren't really my thing either mm-hmm. um and i'm glad we did right like i'm glad that we because i was a little apprehensive when we first landed on this one like i was into it because i think it would have made for good radio but um <laughs> like, it, it worked out i think to my benefit as well yeah in and a similar like way. It was interesting to
2: have a series of movies that are related to each other because I could directly compare them with each mm-hmm. other especially in the genre that I have so little experience with I feel like I'm learning a lot about it all at once which was important uh, at the same time I felt maybe a little trapped by this mm-hmm. month because you know it it ultimately hasn't changed my opinion of horror films I'm not suddenly into them Yeah
0: I can go sequel um,
2: so every week I'm just like oh, I got to watch a <laughs> horror film this weekend
0: so right we- we tortured you for a month so (laughs) yeah basically
2: um but you know it it is a great way to like you said construct a curriculum of films and it's very interesting to put them up next to each other
0: yeah see i would i i want to do another series like this maybe not right away but you know in the near future um and i don't know what it would be based on. I don't know what our theme or topic would be. Um, I would want to do sci-fi to make up for this, but <laughs> you've seen every sci-fi movie already. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I've got
2: most of those. Uh, but I, I want to
0: brainstorm some ideas. I want to make a Facebook post or something just for that and see if anybody else has something that they would want us to do um, and just introduce some ideas that we can come up with and just see what the uh, how the audience feels about it. Um, but I like what we did here. I think that this worked well over the course of this month. Yeah. What do you think about a
1: cross Yeah, I think it's good. I mean, I um, wasn't into horror films until I was in, like, grad school. Really? And I think, uh, yeah, I think I was kind of like a wuss when it came to <laughs> watching scary things. Yeah, I get and, that. Yeah. Um, but once I started watching them, I, I had become, like, really fascinated with them. I mean, I've always been a fan of movies with like creature effects, and
0: yeah. horror films are
1: like where that. Yeah, is that surprises dumb.
0: me then, because I figured you would have grown, grown up with it.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, I think I've really come to appreciate them. Is like, I think it's one of the few places where good filmmaking is still happening, is in horror films, and there's a lot of like creative takes on mm-hmm. the genre that are still being made. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is what
0: I was trying to get at here with with The Witch. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I think The Witch is a good representation of, like, good mm-hmm. good filmmaking that's happening right now. And I think uh, horror films and animation are, like, the only two places of, like, good filmmaking right now. Okay. I'm not going to go <laughs> that
0: far, but I agree that there are good films being made in both of those shows. Yeah, I
1: think it's pretty grim, otherwise. <laughs> otherwise, it's, like, uh, comic book films and, like... I like the comic book movies. Like, crap Oscar bait mm-hmm. movies, right? Some of those are good, too. Some... Yeah, so a lot of them <laughs> yeah. come across as it's like uh, Hallmark films, though, to me. Yeah, the bad um, ones, sure. Yeah, but I mean, that's like the general structure of like an yeah. Oscar bait movie. Because um, I think a lot of the talents actually shifted over to TV. I think there's a lot more there's interesting that. things that are happening to TV and, yeah. and talent that's like shifted over there. So, um, but yeah, I'm I'm into it. I, w- I wish we could do more horror films, and we'll uh, pick some to- more eventually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs>
0: we'll get there. Uh, but anyway, uh this week we're or next week rather, uh we're moving away from horror to Crossman's Pick. Yeah. And what do we got? What non-horror movie?
1: Yeah. So I, I tried to choose like a very different okay, film. So Friday the thirteenth. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um no, it's Halloween. But, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um yeah, I, I like to watch Modern Times, which is the nineteen thirty six Charlie Chaplin film. Um, it's available on YouTube for free. Um, <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> and I have because it's it's uh, out it's, of it's copyright. So old, yeah. Um, public and use. It, yes, yeah. Uh,
0: okay. Yeah, that's um, a that mania. that is indeed very different. From what is a very different so far film. Um, that will be the oldest thing we watched, right? That's older like than King Kong. Mm,
1: I think King Kong is older, right? Really? King Kong is mm. thirty two. I
0: think one was Modern
1: Times made. 36. Really? Okay, I guess I thought uh, it was. Really I can right. double check that. Okay, I, I mean, thought...
0: I, I believe you. But, let's see. <laughs> okay, so it'll be nearly the King oldest Kong. thing that we watch. Um, okay,
1: great. Uh, uh, King Kong's 33. Right. And so, yeah. Modern Times is a silent movie, but 36. Wow, so it's going to be right on that border.
2: Not so modern, huh? Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: All right, well, thank you everyone for uh, joining us for our, our Horror October series. We hope that you enjoyed it. Um, If you did, please share it with people. If you didn't, please share it with them, but don't tell them that you didn't like it. Uh, And join us next week uh, for Modern Times. Thanks for listening.